Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the FTN NBA Podcast with your hosts, Adam Pfeiffer and Joe Metz. Presented by the FTN Network, this two-man fast break runs you through the best cash and tournament options for every game on today's slate. Hey everybody, welcome back. FTN Fantasy NBA Podcast, presented of course by the FTN Network, Fade the Noise, Adam Pfeiffer, Joe Metz with you once again here on Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Three-game slate in the NBA playoffs as series are ending and some series are uh, extending, but there are a couple closeout scenarios here on uh, Wednesday. Orlando and Milwaukee. Milwaukee can close that series out, and Portland is fighting for their lives, and they're going to have to do so without Damian Lillard. Really, really tall task, especially when you consider what they did on, on Monday night. But Joe, what's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, spent the night watching another Jamal Murray gem, and I can imagine that if you weren't too distracted with your dynasty draft, that you would have been doing the same. He has looked awesome, and you mentioned you know we talked a little bit about him and Donovan Mitchell. Outside of Murray, though, I'll be honest, Denver has not really impressed me to the point where I thought they would. Their defense has been necessarily so bad. Yeah, it's been re- it's been a sieve. I don't see them contending for the West. If they, I mean, it's, again, if they get past Utah, so, but I mean, I will never not love watching any team in the NBA playoffs. Sands, maybe the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean, they they played hard, but they were just they did. I mean, it's it, it was you know you bring up a good point. You know, Jack Vaughn took over. I think what right before the restart or right before the the, the league went dark. Um, the team played hard in the bubble. They had nobody to play with. I mean, you know. Dinwiddie was out, DeAndre Jordan's out, Kyrie's out, Kevin Durant. I think he did earn himself at least another year um, as the head coach. So bright future, just wasn't in the cards this year. Yeah, we'll see if the Milwaukee Bucks, can they close it out against Orlando? Uh, People were freaking out when they lost game one, and Giannis has dominated ever since. Uh, Just one defensive player of the year. Um Look, he's going to get MVP, right? Like, why can't they just give it to? Why can't they just give it to Ben Simmons? Why is, I don't know why Ben Simmons didn't even get uh, that, in the finalist. I would have put him yeah, in the finalist. I think what did it go? It went. Uh, it was Anthony Giannis, Davis, Davis Gobert. Gobert. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't might be the consensus three for the next like five years. I mean, Gobert has been but there. Ben every Simmons year. is such an elite perimeter defender. It's unbelievable. That team, though, as itself, is in shambles. What really, I don't know how deep you looked into the ballot. Andre Drummond got a first place vote. 
That blew my mind. Whoever had yeah, that absurd. ballot needs their voting privileges rescinded. <laughs> that's really absurd. Like, that is horrible. But Orlando, can they keep this series alive? Uh, Michael Carter Williams out again. Aaron Gordon, who has not played yet this series, he's really dealing with that hamstring. He's once again questionable. Has not played uh, since the fifth of August. I-, I think this hamstring has been, you know, bugging him so bad that he can't even play in a mm-hmm. playoff game. That even if he plays, I think he sees like twenty, twenty-two minutes. We can't talk about that. Um, the other night, both star with Orlando. Um, you know, Marco Fultz, fifty-one hundred. He got the. Uh, it, it was the Marco Fultz game. If you chose between him and DJ Augustine, he had thirty-one minutes. Finished with right under thirty-six fantasy points. Augustine still played 26 minutes, but was not very productive. Um, you know, I've, I, it, because these guys are rarely on the floor together, you literally have to choose right. You're not going to be able to play both of them, and it's very unlikely that they both have uh, really strong fantasy games. Yeah, agreed. I mean, last game, um, really for the whole series, you know, this team is um, – Steve Clifford has ridden the hot, rode the hot hand – it's it's really hard to gauge who that's going to be though because I think they also play very different styles of basketball. You know, you see DJ Austin come in and he's going to command a ton of shots. But prior to last game, Augustine was second on the Magic in usage rate in the postseason. He's dropped down to fifth with Markel Fultz going up to third. The difference is is less than a percent in usage, but that just shows how hard it is to really predict this situation. It really comes down to who's going to play the fourth quarter, I feel like. It, it is. It really is. I, I have not pulled up you know, like Popcorn Machine to see who's been closing as of late, but it's it's hard for me to warrant going. It's, Fultz has chronically been more expensive in this series. So I've, I've just naturally gravitated to Augustine, understanding the Bolts played ceiling. the final 10 minutes of the game, by the way. Uh, Augustine okay. started the fourth quarter, came out. Um, actually, they did play together a lot in the fourth. Yeah, they, I was going to say, they shared, shared the floor a bit in the fourth. They actually moved Fultz, Fultz to the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Augustine's obviously just a little too small for that. I think a lot of that... In turn, though, is just because, you know, you mentioned it last time, how timid Evan Fournier's been has been just rather, like, you know, again, he shot under 30% last game. You know, volume was up, and he had a few extra peripherals that he doesn't usually stumble into, so he did produce. But the the lack of assertiveness and, and effectiveness on his end, I think, has led Steve Clifford to trust these two a little more. I still side with DJ Augustine, but, again, you can't go wrong with either for their prices. Yeah, they're still really fairly priced given the the usage you're seeing running a lot of pick and roll with Vucevic. Um, yeah, it's going to – like prior to that fourth quarter where they both played together a little bit and then Fultz eventually kind of closed the final three minutes or so, they mm-hmm. still have not been on the floor together very often. Maybe that changes here in a uh, in a pivotal – pivotal uh, what would this be, game five. So mm-hmm. I think they're both in play, but again, you're – it's very unlikely that they both score like 30 fantasy points. It seems to be one or the other. You mentioned Fournier, how we've talked about how timid he's been. At least he took 14 shots, but again, didn't shoot the ball very effectively. The eight rebounds, I don't think are going to happen again. He's still at a price tag where you can go to him uh, because he's going to play 35 minutes. And if his his three-point shot is – like he's going to get three-point opportunities playing against Milwaukee. I mean, he took nine threes last game, six to two games before, and seven in game one. Like – 
I still think there's opportunity there. Milwaukee gives up the most, the highest percentage of points from three in the NBA, and, and he's still really fairly priced. I also don't think Gordon's going to play. Uh, so I, I just, Terrence Ross, again, if he can get the 30 minutes, he'll probably be really good as well at 5K. Um, it's kind of like you're... It, it it's kind of like other than Vucevic, you're choosing one or the other. You're choosing one of yep. one or the other between Augustine and Vuce, uh, Augustine 100%. and Fultz. You're choosing between Fournier and Ross, and then I don't know, like to a lesser extent, yeah. but you could even be choosing James Ennis or Gary, or Gary Clark. Clark. Just, yeah, hundred percent. It's just thing, like, it's just Vucevic. Obviously, is the main exactly. cog, and he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been arguably outside of Giannis, potentially the most consistent player on this. This specific slate over the past week. I was going to say he could. You could make the case he's been just, you know, point point blank one of the best players in the playoffs easily. Yeah, I don't even think it's an argument. Him, Giannis. I would put Donovan Mitchell up there. LeBron, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, and um, obviously Luca's been better than everybody. He's just been. I don't want to say better than everybody because Giannis has been just unbelievable all, every series. But Luca's, you know, Luca's huge game and. The other night, and the just game winner, kind of, just yeah, but yeah, those are, I think those are the guys that have been the best playoff performance performers so far this uh, this postseason. Yeah, I mean, Vucevic has only shot under fifty percent from the field in one of the games this series. Shot six of ten from three last game. Obviously, that's probably a bit unsustainable as far as the field goal percentage. But like you mentioned with Fournier, the three point opportunities are going to be there, so you might as well take the bonus, especially on a slate where. The Magic are facing elimination, whereas a team like the Lakers are, for all intents and purposes, likely coasting into the next round with Damian Lillard out. I think you're much better off going with Vucevic as your spend-up center over Anthony Davis or Yusuf Nurkic. Gary Clark is still yet to attempt a two-pointer in this series. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, and, I, and frankly, I don't think that will change. It's not. That's his role. Um, there's upside think, there if he's hitting them at 4,200 yep. and if he walks into a couple rebounds. You know, we should play 27 to 30 minutes again if Gordon's out. He's not the worst play. Um, Jay, you could say the same about James Ennis, too. But again, yeah. you know, it's like splitting hairs. They're incrementally, you know, James Ennis is incrementally more expensive, but he had the one outlier where he got uh, he's not suspended, he got ejected. But he's been pretty consistent in his minutes. I, I personally still like Gary Clark more. Um, I think the upside guarding Yon, he's he's shown kind of the ability to not get into foul trouble against Giannis, which is probably something to put on his resume going forward. Um, but again, the three-point shots are there. I think the outlier last game was his one rebound. He hasn't seen less than six in a game before that, so I don't think that's anything to worry about, and he's cheaper. So it's, again, it's, this is the Vucevic show, and then you're kind of playing this or that with the rest of the team. So if you, if you Adam take those three combos we talked about, who would who would be your pick in each pairing, for lack of a better word? I would go. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I would go Fultz mainly because I think if Orlando wins this game or has a chance to win it, Fultz is going to... I, I just think Fultz has the higher ceiling, and they they Fair. need a ceiling game to win this series. Then mm-hmm. I will go... I'm just going to take the security in minutes and go to Fournier. He's at least shooting more. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go with Gary Clark. Yeah. See, I'm going Augustine, Fournier, Gary Clark. Those are the three I would go. Gotcha. But, I mean, you obviously can't argue, really, against the other ones anyways. Let's go to Milwaukee. Giannis has just been doing everything. Um, you know, defensive player of the year, probably going to win MVP within the next couple days or so or whatever. Um, 23 rebounding opportunities per game in the playoffs <laughs> for Giannis. It's just absurd. Um, he's just getting every rebound in in every single way for this Milwaukee team. Um, and look... I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Lakers just blow out Portland without lower. It's very possible, especially, you know, it's 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 easier to think that after what they did on Monday night. But, yeah. but like, you can make the case that Giannis has a potential higher ceiling in minutes in his game than LeBron could. Um, and then you obviously have James Harden as a spend-up option as well. Uh, same question as kind of last, uh, last time. Where does Giannis rank among the pay-up options for you? Is he number one? I think he is. I mean, we saw, you know, we knew Harden's 70-point game was coming. Yeah. He got one last game. We're not obviously writing that off again. It's just the consistency that Giannis has demonstrated, you know, in this series. He's not, He's only finished below 60 DK points once, and he had 59. He's seen 31 or more minutes in every game. He's shot at least 43% from the field in each game. Two games ago, he shot 86% from the field. He's hit at least one three in every game, and the rebounding opportunities are just insane right now. And you know he's going to rack up defensive peripherals. There's really not a hole in his game from a fantasy perspective. And I think the consistency is all we really needed in the regular season, and he's still priced fairly. Um, Chris Middleton, same argument. He's priced around his ceiling. Mm-hmm. If you need 35 to 40 fantasy points, he's going to get there for you more often than not. It's just hard to love him as a tournament guy. Right now, Bledsoe, 5,800. I just, Bledsoe has not played 30 minutes in a game this series. No, and I don't think this is a game where he will either, just because of how good George Hill is. I, George, I like, Hill is. George, like, if we're if we're really needing some value on this, I know, I know Lillard's out, but if we're looking else, like, you could do worse than George Hill at 3,900. He should play 23 to 25 minutes. Like, he yeah, played, he's he played 23 well. last game. He, pl- he was playing well, so he got a little bit more run. Um, but, like, yeah, he's he's not the worst value play in a three game slate. No, they're gonna play him. He's a veteran. They're not obviously not relying on 
someone like Dante as much as they were in the regular season because they do want their veterans to step up in the playoffs and Hill's going to come in. He's going to shoot threes. I personally, if I'm playing one of the Bucks point cards tomorrow, I think I'd prefer George Hill at this price compared to Bledsoe at 5,800. Um, obviously, Bledsoe has the higher ceiling, but Hill's really not that far off in minutes for $1,900 less. Any Wesley Matthews or um, Brooke Lopez is fine at 5200 His price really hasn't moved. And if you get the outlier blocks or – I mean, it's not an outlier block game. Because, like six blocks is an outlier game for anybody, but Brooke Lopez, ha- we talk about it all the time. He has yeah, those in his arsenal. Yeah. Um, and then you know, if you get the outlier rebound game where he gets six, seven, then then he – if if Brooke Lopez gets six rebounds in a game, which is crazy to say because he's a seven-foot center, but if he gets six rebounds in a game, he's then probably going to smash. Okay, yeah. You're looking at a ceiling game. Yeah, I, I don't mind Brook for his price, but again, this is probably a slate where I will focus on trying to get Vucevic in my lineup. Um, going back to Middleton very quickly, I understand you know he's priced around a ceiling when Giannis is active. The issue on, on the previous slates we've talked about is you know there's Jimmy Butler, there's T.J. Warren, there's Brogdon, there's Bam. These guys in that price range aren't on the slate anymore. So does that change? how you approach Middleton at all, understanding that there are less options in that price range? Or do you think it's more of a range now that you'll almost avoid altogether unless targeting a Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Or I guess now with McCollum, 300 more, without Lillard, he's almost a lock. But Yeah, and then, you have, and then you have some guys a little bit below there from Portland, like Mello, um, okay. Gary yeah. Trent, you know, even more so down. It is a good question, though, because, like... In terms of safety, like Middleton is super safe. We know that. Um, but I just think in the game environments, potentially, and, and, and especially mm-hmm. what we've seen, I think there's just a higher ceiling for guys like Dennis Schroeder and, and Shea sure. just Alexander. And I don't think anybody would disagree that with lowered out, there's a way higher ceiling for McCollum because it's, I use the comparison all the time. They're so similar, McCollum and Middleton. Um, when they're priced at their ceiling, when lowered and, and or Giannis are active, I usually avoid them. And then. When one of those guys are out, it's it's all systems go. So, yeah, hundred percent agreed. Let's go to OKC in Houston. Uh, the Thunder. I, this series has been fun. I really enjoy this series. Um, <laughs> Shea Gildas Alexander, Dennis Schroeder. After their poor we, uh, game one uh, outings, they've been fantastic over the last two games. Uh, Schroeder with twenty nine and thirty real points during that span. Still really fairly priced at sixty four hundred. Uh, like he was around this price a lot during the regular season, and now you know his minutes are going to be even higher. And then SGA has been, you know, scoring and getting a lot of peripherals as well. Um, start the Thunder. I think Shorter is my favorite play. Again, second straight slate. Like you said, the price is at a reasonable point. You know he's going to close games. He has the highest usage rate in the playoffs or on the team in the playoffs, excuse me. And he's not hard to fit in your lineup. I see, and you know he's going to shoot. Like this matchup is perfect. You know, Houston ranks bottom third in the NBA against bench players. Um, I see no reason not to like him on a point-per-dollar basis. You know, Shea has been, these last three games, he's been really, really good, and he's seeing 10 to 12 more minutes per game than Schroeder, but that $1,000 difference is huge to me. Yeah, um, I, I do like Schroeder the most as well. Houston's dead last against benches, or like 22nd against primary ball handlers, so it's a really good spot for Dennis Schroeder. Um, Chris Paul... 8100 the price is, is kind of you know staying around that low 8k range he he's perfectly fine as well i just feel 
more inclined to, to go to Dennis Schroeder. But if you get to Chris Paul, it's, it's not a bad option by any means either. Danilo Gallinari, 6300 Um Again, different position, but same price tag pretty much. I prefer Schroeder. The minutes should be there. Uh, I know he was under 30 last game, but, you know, he's just easily... Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't get peripherals and because he's not like a massive usage guy, he's somebody that I, you know, he's always... Unless he's like really underpriced, which he's not, he's kind of fairly priced. He's kind of always a third or fourth option from from the Thunder Agreed. for me. Hundred percent. I mean, if someone's out, plug him in. But like you said, especially in the playoffs, he's not going to be the high usage guy on offense. If he's priced, you know, fifty five to fifty seven hundred, I like it. But it's at a price now where you need him to be hitting fifty to sixty percent of his shots and have an outlier five to seven rebound game. Those those seem more unlikely than they do likely in this situation, so I'll probably pass on Gallo. Uh, Dort has shot 3 of 10 in each of the last three games. Uh, the minutes are going to be there because they you know love his defensive abilities. They need his defensive abilities against a team like Houston. Uh, 4,200, is it a little too much, or is it is it kind of just right for, for the role he's going to have in this team? Because if you think about it, I mean, 10 shots for his role as like the fifth option really isn't bad. He's taken 10 in all three games he's played. No, exactly. I mean, I think his price is perfect for what you're getting and it gives you a, it gives you room for upside. You know, he has shot 30% each of the last three games. That is a lot significantly lower than the regular season, but he's getting peripherals. He's seeing mid to upper thirties in minutes and the only other issue holding him back besides his shooting, he's had five fouls in, each, in, in two of the last three games. So if he reigns that in just a bit, albeit that will be difficult when you're shadowing James Harden. But $4,200, you know, there's there's not a lot to lose here, like especially on a slate where front court value is going to be a little harder to come by than, than back court value would be. I, I don't mind it. I don't necessarily know if, I, if I'm looking at, the, say, the forward spot on DraftKings. I don't know if I like him more than Gary Clark for the same price, but you could make a case for it. Uh, any Steven Adams, he was questionable heading into that last game. He ended up playing, I think he played 26 minutes. The minutes are always a concern with him when you look at the you know the matchup with Houston, a team mm-hmm. that will go small a lot. Um, like, I don't think, I think his ceiling is like 32 minutes. Um, it's, yeah, I, I mean, the center position is... Outside of, um, you know, you have Davis, Vooch, and Nurk, and then, you know, guys that could play 25 minutes, could play 30 minutes, could play, you know, 20 minutes. It's kind of up in the air with, you know, the guys like Jeff Green, Steven Adams, Brooke Lopez, Whiteside, P.J. Tucker. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Clark, etc. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Adams, I think... He has the ceiling, especially in this matchup, to absolutely dominate this undersized front court. But because the backcourt on this team takes up the lion's share of the usage, I don't see him as a safe enough play to work I miss, playing. I miss, um, like, right after Durant left OKC, Stephen Adams, when it was just all oh the pick, God, all yes. the pick and roll with Russell Westbrook. He was so, yeah. I played him in fantasy all the time, and he was perpetually underpriced. Like yep. He, I don't think he ever really got above that sixty-seven, sixty-eight hundred dollar range, and for what he was giving you on a nightly basis, it was a great, great price. And they were the you know, easiest correlation because Steve Adams rarely yep. scored when, without Westbrook passing it to him. Like, yeah, exactly. It I'm was like, my favorite like thing. Players in the siphon usage from the other because Steve Adams literally gets all of his usage in the pick and roll. Um, they don't run I, it as much I, anymore with Chris Paul. No, they don't. It's 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 just such a different makeup of a team because they have so many more players now that you can just kick out to for a three. Yeah. Um, was, that's I, the other thing. Like those those Westbrook years, it was Andre Roberson playing meaningful minutes as a three point shooter. It was they they had like Anthony Morrow, Terrence Ferguson, Anthony Morrow was getting minutes off the bench as one of their shooters. Like that that was that was the time where the Thunder were like the worst three point shooting team. Just one one of the I, I don't want to say ever, but I think they could have been. Like I mean, when Russell Westbrook is taking right. the majority of your threes, that speaks for itself. And vo- right? and as a and on a pure per volume. Like he, that one of those years, he was like the worst three point mm-hmm. shooter in, in NBA history on a on a volume basis. So yeah, it's a lot to do with like they like SGA can shoot, Schroeder can shoot, uh, Gallinari, Gallinari is just one of the better shoot, spot up shooters yeah. in the league. Like they just have way more shooting now to where they don't need Adams in the pick and roll as much, and he's not a post up guy really either. Yeah, agreed. So I, I mean, on a slate like tonight, I understand the ceiling is is there, but. When you have guys even priced below him like Gary Clark, Hassan Whiteside, Brooke Lopez that are viable, you have Jeff Green in the same range, and you have elite high-end options, he's going to get buried, and rightfully so in my mind. I mean, if you want to take a dart in a tournament, fine, but I really don't see a need to go there. Houston, you have James Harden finally got that 70-point mark last game. He's 11-8 on DraftKings, Um, you know. He's going to take 20 to 25 shots. He's going to flirt with a triple-double, and he has upside for as many points as you can imagine. So if you want to play him, feel free. I agree with you, though. I do prefer Giannis for the savings, but Harden's obviously an elite play. I I think this Jeff Green-Covington stuff is interesting because Covington didn't play much in the second half in uh, game number, what would it be, three? Uh, And then game four, he's back to 34 minutes, was fairly productive. But Jeff Green's still over 30 minutes again as he plays a lot of that small ball center. Um, and there's a lot of value to be had there when, you know, this team is based off the, the dribble drive and, and kick out and Jeff Green's going to have three point opportunities. Um, so if you want to, if you want to add anything to Harden, feel free. Then what about the, uh, rest of the Houston guys? You hit the nail on the head with Harden. This is a play that, I mean, frankly, even with Westbrook in the fold, when he comes back, it's just not a play you can go wrong with in the playoffs. 
Covington, I'm, I'm so-so on because of the Jeff Green thing, like you mentioned. If there's any other play that I'll be targeting actively in Houston, it's Eric Gordon. He's been, he's been arguably so the sound. most reliant. He's been the most reliant. If you need 30 fantasy, gun to your head, you need 30 DraftKings points, take Aaron Gordon, you will live to see another day. Like He is literally 30.75, 30.75, 31.25, 33.75. And that's, with, and that's with a 6 for 20 and an 8 for 24 day from the field in there. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's seeing above 30 minutes. He's seeing at least 15 shots a game. You know he's going to shoot threes. And one of those games, he was 0 for 10 from deep. If he literally has one outlier game where he shoots 45% from three, he's going to explode. Like He obviously is not a big peripheral guy, but at his price, you don't need that. Like I think 6,100 is very reasonable. So I, I think he is probably a staple in cash games. Sure. Daniel House, huge yeah, minutes. He's, uh, he's going to keep playing a lot. I, I really think last three games he's seen 38-plus. His volume's up there, too, and he's shooting well from the field. He's crashing the glass. I don't – he's similar. You know, At least over the last three games, production is similar to Eric Gordon for $600 less. I don't hate it. Would you go Daniel House over Jeff Green? Obviously, there's a positional limitation with Green. I probably would because Jeff Green's only center eligible, right? Yeah. Yeah, and House is small forward and power forward. What about what about House or Covington? I'd probably I take House. House. Yeah, I do too. It's cheaper, and he's playing more, like significantly more minutes. Right. Anything else from Houston? Um, no, I'm, I don't really see a need for Austin Rivers or PJ Tucker or PJ Tucker. All right, he's been rebounding the ball a little bit better, PJ Tucker. But yeah, it's just yeah, not, not a play you need on the slate. All right, Portland and the Lakers. The Lakers, um, 13.5-point favorites with Lillard ruled out for Portland. I mean, an elimination game and Portland can't and Lillard can't play, it's got to be a relatively you know serious injury. It's a, it's a sprained right knee. Mm-hmm. feel bad for Lillard. Um, I honestly do. Let's see if Portland can keep the series alive without him. Obviously, the direct beneficiary would be C.J. McCollum. You look at the regular season with Lillard off the floor, usage rate's around 34%. 1.26 fantasy points per minute, 8,100. There is a chance the Lakers blow them out, but I mean, we're in the playoffs. So they're like, it's not only is it the playoffs, but it's an elimination game. So if they're down 20 in the third quarter, McCollum can't come off the floor. No, there's no, the only way he comes off the floor is if they're down 20 with like four two to three. Yeah. I was going to say maybe game. four minutes left, but not even that probably. Yeah. It would probably, he'd probably get another two minutes to try to salvage something. Yeah, so diving, I mean, diving into the splits, you know, obviously we haven't seen Lillard off of the court much in the playoffs, so I kind of extrapolated. Or in the or in the seeding games, where we played 40 minutes games. pretty so much I, every I game. the entire 1920 season. And quick plug, the FTN Daily Splits tool just yeah. launched this week. Um, it's, it's incredible. You know, it doesn't only show usage points, rebounds, assists, like those typical stats. If you want to see team stats with the player off the floor, you can, whether it be effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage. Uh, points allowed, points scored, pace, whatever it may be. It also shows DraftKings points per game, FanDuel, Yahoo, and then the player, it shows their effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, turnovers, literally any stat it has on here so you can get the most well-rounded analysis of what is this player's true production when someone's out, not just like, oh, does their usage go up? Um, so quick plug there, huge shout-out to Stefano for – uh, creating that and making his baby like he's done with just about every other elite NBA tool that we have. Um, 
But McCollum sees a pretty significant spike in the usage, a 7.8% bump up to about 34%. Sees 25 points per game compared to 22. Pretty incremental change in rebounds and assists. Obviously, he's going to see a bit of a drop in effective field goal percentage just because of the increase in volume. But he's seeing on average about four more fantasy points per game with Lillard off the court um, across all sites. Taking that into consideration, you know, taking how good LA's defense is, does that change your mind from him being a lock at 8,100? Are you still thinking that this is, you know, it, it, see, for me in cash games, I feel like you need CJ McCollum just because the ownership yeah. is in through the roof. There, so There is you know, a very, very interesting avenue of fading in tournaments. Yes. Because, you know, Portland's. Or the Lakers could just you know key on him on on defense. Um, you know, I don't worry as much about a blowout concern because it, it's an elimination game. Like you can't just say, "All right, we'll get him next game," because if they lose, they're done. Um, so I don't think fading McCollum is is like full fading is exactly smart, but I could see why somebody might do it. Um, yeah, he he's he's a very 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 strong play, obviously. What do you think the rotation looks like now, though? Do they do you think they start McCollum at the one? Does Gary Trent move to the two and then Melo at the three and they've been using Whiteside and, and, and Nurkic together? That's, yeah, that's exactly I think you have to do that. Happen. Anthony Simons, people might think is a play. He played twelve. He played the entire fourth quarter of that blowout last game. That was twelve of his like twenty three minutes. I don't see how in a in a must win game they give him meaningful not just minutes that. but ball handling duties. I think it's McCollum. I think it's Gary Trent. Gary Trent. Uh and, and I think it's obviously um, I think you know, we see Mello more Melo with the three, which will involve more. Un- Fortunately or unfortunately, I think we'll see more Mario Hazonia because he can. I mean, he has proven. Yeah, I was going to say Hazonia is probably the more of a beneficiary than Simon's because Hazonia has actually been in the rotation in the playoffs. Yeah, I just Mario Hazonia. If you had to put a Mount Rushmore, yeah, he's you know, his Least favorite NBA players, Mario Hazonia would would lead the pack. He's tough. Um, he's been so. The Orlando days when he was chalk weren't good. New York uh, days, the Knicks. He, well, he like dunked on Giannis one game and got all his like got in his grill. Like, just calm down, buddy. But the thing is, he might be a viable play tomorrow. He's only thirty five hundred dollars, so I, I think there is warrant to his own yet. But I also, I mean, I think McCollum is the cornerstone of this team now. But you got to think Melo's going to see a massive jump in usage for fifty nine hundred. Yeah, I, I like Melo a lot. He's already taking a, a plenty of shots, and now Lillard's out. And this is the other thing. This is already a, a Portland team that coming into the bubble was missing Rodney Hood. They're missing Trevor Ariza. Zach Collins has been out. Nasir Little's been out. So, like, replacing Lillard is obviously, you know, hard enough. But the fact that it's a, it's a guy playing 40-plus minutes every night, like, there's going to be a lot of opportunity up for grabs for – a guy like Gary Trent, who I think is going to be popular. He was already a huge part of the rotation anyway. I think he does enter the starting lineup at the two guard with McCullough moving to the one. Um, he should be popular, but he, he makes for a really strong play, in my opinion. And there's, uh, he's, he's going to share usage with, with McCullough and, and and Mello, but he should still see enough to, to be to be valuable at, or viable at 4,800. Thoughts on Gary Trent and then uh, thoughts on the – the front court with Whiteside and Nurkic. I like Gary Trent. I think, you know, obviously he enters the starting lineup with two high usage players. Um, 
But at the end of the day, you hit on it. Damian Lillard is one of the highest usage players in the NBA. And at $4,800, you don't need a 25 to 30% usage rate. You need seven plus shots, 35 minutes with a few peripherals. And that is exactly what Gary Trent has the ability to contribute. My concern, however, is the fact that he is going to continue to expend all of his energy picking up LeBron at half court. Right. Um, 4,800 though with, with Lillard out, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's not a risky play. Like there's not much to lose because you're not giving up a ton. As far as the front court, I think Nurkic at 8,600, his price has come down, but we just haven't seen the ceiling games just because the, the guy cannot stop fouling. Like he is in foul trouble every single game, but then the games, you know, you hit on the last podcast when he's not in foul trouble, 2020 games, 16 and 15, 20 and 22 and 10. Like he has the potential, but when you're staring at Nikola Vucevic for $500 more, Anthony Davis for even a little more than that, or dropping down to the likes of Brooke Lopez for 5,200, his teammate Hassan Whiteside, it's just in an, in an awkward range where I don't really feel comfortable playing Nurkic, knowing the other options at center. I like Whiteside. The ceiling is there. My issue with him is is the the erratic playing time and and over over at least the last last game like he had some pretty bad he's committed four fouls in seventeen minutes looked like he had trouble getting up and down the court he was not crashing the glass he just didn't look like he cared which obviously being hard to predict from a DFS standpoint but it is Hassan Whiteside so his head could be anywhere else but like the game this. This is a player that, as a Bucks fan, reminds me of, of Larry Sanders a little bit. Um, I thought that man was going to be unreal. Yeah, we did too. We paid him like we thought he was going to be <laughs> unreal. I mean, but the thing is, he was a, a defensive player of the year finalist. Like he, the, and Larry Sanders would be the perfect player on this Bucks team too. Yeah, like he would help this team so much. But yeah, I'm sure they he need went a lot out to of find right himself. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but $4,900, like Trent, you're not really giving up a ton to to trust Whiteside. So I don't hate it. I like it more than Nurkic, but I don't necessarily know if I'll need to go there. Let's close it out with the Lakers as they try to close it out. Um, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis just dominated in the minutes they got in, in that blowout in game number five um, or four, whatever game it was. I, I lose track. Um, you know, LeBron was pretty much perfect i mean <laughs> did it all 36 30.6 rebounds 10 assists in just 28 minutes he shot 10 of 12 from the field four five and three including one from staple center it looked like um they, lebron and davis are going to be two very interesting players in the slate because a lot of people are going to be worried that they see limited minutes or so but i'm more of the belief that portland can keep this game close long enough and again, it's a closeout situation for the playoffs that LeBron should still play as close to his normal minutes. Same with Anthony Davis. I know he had he had the back issue. It was more precautionary. It's a little scary with Anthony Davis because it's Anthony Davis, but mm-hmm. he's expected to play. What do you think of the Lakers? Also, Rajon Rondo, who they have expected not had. He is expected to play. He has not yeah. played in forever. So I, he hasn't played since March 10th. So I'd be shocked if he played more than like 15 minutes in this game. Yeah, I... Uh... I like the Lakers here. I think if you're looking at the, the top two studs, I do prefer LeBron, even at his slightly more expensive price, over Davis because of the back spasms. It could be a very minute issue for him, but 
especially given the circumstances of the series, I would expect the Lakers to take extra precaution. And we saw that happen last game. You know, he exploded for 30 DraftKings points in the first quarter, only ended up playing 18 minutes. So I think you're much safer going with Vucevic for a $1,400, discount. Playoff LeBron is like playoff Kawhi. It's really hard to get away from. I still think I prefer Giannis and Harden for safety's sake, um, knowing that this game has the potential to get out of hand. And, you know, we saw the last two blowouts in this series. LeBron played 27 and 28 minutes. Um, I think both warrant GPP consideration. You can play LeBron in cash. But if anything, like, I, I think I think I'm finally to a point where I could potentially see myself considering Kuzma in a game. Just considering the fact that it could get really out of hand potential limitations around Anthony Davis. There is an avenue here where he could have a 30-minute game with with somewhat high usage. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kuzma guy usually either, but his Neither price has finally come down enough to where I, I totally, totally get it. And he makes for an interesting GPP play because Gary Trent's going to be double the ownership, you'd think, at a similar easily. price oh my God, similar, in, in the same game. So that could be a really interesting leverage play to go to Kyle Kuzma. Uh, who again? I, I on a you know I, I just never love playing, but if you're looking to win a tournament, like that could be the move. Um, Danny Green finally hit some threes, and he and he had a good day in fantasy. If he's hitting his threes, he's going to be good. If he's not, he's going to be like nine and a half, ten points. Uh, any interest in Green, KCP, uh, or you know Dwight? I know Dwight played 24 minutes, but I, I don't envision that happening again. I don't think, especially with the value on the other side of this game, I, I don't think you need it. Um, if of the three you mentioned, I think I still prefer Danny Green the most. KCP, I don't mind, but he doesn't really contribute much outside of shooting. So if he's off, he's like really off for you. Yeah, same with Danny Green. He gets a couple blocks, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, no no interest for me in Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, um, Caruso with Rondo expected back. Deion Waiters with Rondo expected back. Like Marcus Morris, I don't see a need for. I just aside this this team just because of the lack of depth. One, it's it's why I picked out the Clippers to come out of the West, but it's also why it, it shows how top heavy this team is in DFS. I don't think there's a need for any of this value unless someone big is out. All right, we'll see if. Uh... I think Portland's going to surprise people. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep the game close enough, long enough that we have, um, you know, the minutes that we want. Production, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't think Orlando wins. I don't think Portland wins. So we'll be getting to round two of the playoffs uh, very soon. But game by game article will be done by you for uh, Wednesday, yep. or Wednesday, correct? Yes, it will. Awesome. So you'll have that. You'll have uh, live with Eddie Fear and company. Um, no more one o'clock games, so I don't mind that. Uh, no, I don't either. I enjoyed it's actually that at first, but now it's like we get, yeah, we get more time to kind of digest the slate and and stuff like that. So yeah, best of luck, have fun, enjoy some more playoff basketball action. Uh, also enjoy just being being alive to watch LeBron James play basketball because uh, you know. So you could you could throw Giannis uh, you, in there too. You misspoke. You, want. you mean Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo? Listen, LeBron, <laughs> even though it doesn't seem like it. Has less time left than Giannis, so it is, which is, I mean, and him and someone like Chris Paul, like it's great. Like you and I grew up for the large, large majority of our NBA fandom. These guys have been staples in it. 
it's kind of weird to see now that it really is the passing the torch. Yeah, it, it, it was weird when, like, we saw, um, you know, like, Duncan, Dwight, Paul Pierce, Kobe, and those guys all retire. It was like, wow, like, these guys have been around for Steve Nash, like, Garnett, these guys have been around forever. And now we're starting to get to the point where it's Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Melo, Chris Paul. Like, like all these guys are, you know, pretty soon. Like, it's, it's coming. And I, I can't envision... The NBA without LeBron James, it's going to be weird, but I don't feel bad for those teams in the Eastern Conference that could not get past LeBron for years. Now they have to try to get past Giannis. Like, not yeah, fun. Giannis, Luka, Kawhi, like, it's still not going to be any easier. Yeah. Best of luck, though. Have a good Wednesday. Check out the content at FTN Daily, FTN Fantasy, and FTN Bets. We'll be back on Thursday for the Toronto. We have Toronto and uh, Boston on that slate. Yeah, so game one on the breakdown, as well as the rest of the playoff basketball action. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the FTN NBA podcast with Adam and Joe. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details